Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. What's up, bungholes? Welcome to the Bad Christian Podcast. Uh, I want to thank everybody that's joined the BC Club recently. It's been very, very nice having continually new people come in to be part of the community, the BC Club. Uh, and for that and for everybody else today, we'll have a special announcement coming up in the show in a little bit. And it's regarding Bad Christian Conference 2019. I think everybody kind of knows at this point that when we had our first conference this year, BC Con, it was this thing where we finally understood what Bad Christian is and how awesome it is when we finally saw that group of people together. Yeah, they were like, yes, this is it. This is what we are. We finally know that. And so we expect 2019 to be, you know, huge. It's going to be a lot bigger, a lot more fun. And I think we know how to do it even better than last time. So we're pumped about that. And uh, yeah, things are going well here. Hope they're going good for you guys. Hope you enjoy this episode. Let's do it. Oh, hell yeah. God showed up. I don't give a shit what I put in my body. You don't ever f- talk to me that way. <laughs> so if you've never done oral, then you're extrovert. No, girl. It's my pleasure. I, I showed my dad my penis when I was 25 years old. You don't get more honest than that. The pepperoni, the anchovy, the sausage all on that sausage ball. Bad Christian Podcast. Joey eats pizza. Okay. Okay. You know, because we put the we put the whole you know. You won't do it again. I won't do it again. You, you're too scared to keep beatboxing. I, oh hell no! Mad. I'm not going to do it again. Okay. Good. We have the whole intro. You know, is musical now. That there's like beats Wait, and like three do. two ones, and it's can't you know it's like a minute and a half of like. When the podcast starts, oh God showed up! Hell yeah! Right, right. I don't give a shit yeah, what I put. But in they my just body. heard that, so you don't have to say it now. And then when you beatbox for another minute, I, sometimes I think that might be a minute too long. You know, just kind of yeah. you always be, beatbox. Maybe too maybe, long. maybe a little shorter. I don't be care. You, I wonder if you do it on purpose or do you like it. No, I don't care. You don't care about the quality of our show is what you're saying. No, I don't. I want Put to the end. microphone yeah. in it, at your face, please. I don't have the balls to quit, so I just want things to shut up. At, at church, when you do response time, is that what the other pastors say? Wish it could. How long is he going to no, go? I'll, ta- I'll tell you what I do. Long. I'll tell you what I do for response time now. Instead of, so usually the lead pastor on the screen prays, says amen, and then I start. But now when he says is it amen. HD? What? Is it in HD? Yeah, oh gosh, oh, okay. yeah. So now when he says amen, someone in the sound booth at our location pu- pushes play and it goes, and then I'm like, what's up, everybody? Oh, wow. That's very cool. What's up, everybody? cool with that. So you're part of the response time every time. We should say, what's up? Can we get any kind of money from Seacoast for that? Well, I mean, I think this should be considered our gift to God's kingdom. No, this is our gift. Why, this is our way of giving back. This is going really good. Um, so speaking of the word pussy, 
<laughs> now that's a segue. Now that's how you segue, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, we got in this argument last night, Joey, and uh, I was thinking about the word pussy, and I do not think, I almost never think of it, if I call somebody a pussy, it has nothing to do with a lady's nethers. Mm-hmm. Nothing. It's To me, it literally just means... Oh, you're being dumb. A lady's what? Weak. I never heard that word. Her before. nethers. Nethers. Her lower region. I've never heard of that. Well, you've never been there. You've never had an opportunity to go. There. <laughs> How would you know? Yeah. You're saving. You and Priscilla are saving yourself, right? Right. We've adopted all four of our kids. They look a lot alike, and yep. they are very similar to us. That, go that's ahead. really beautiful. Yeah. Um. So, Reva says that's not true. Reva says that it does mean that, and it means. Wait, now let me see. No. You mean you think it does refer to a woman, though? It's yes. I don't think that anyone visualizes. Why is she on a microphone? She is. She, yeah, oh, have, gotcha. You don't understand technology. <laughs> Everybody's hearing her clearly, but Joey has no idea. I didn't know. Joey was shocked. I thought it was a pin on her Joey's shirt. Joey's eyes got brighter. He's like, she doesn't have a microphone. <laughs> what are we going to do? So I don't think that when people call other people pussies, they're thinking of a vagina. Right. I don't think that at all. Okay. But I do think 100%. That it refers to, or they're implying, uh, you're being feminine right now. You're being a woman, and that's weak. Yeah. Weaker than a man or something yeah. like that. Yeah, it for yeah, sure I, means weak. It's the that's new the sissy. Intent. It's the new sissy. Back in the 50s, people would call them sissies, and basically what they're saying is you're like a little girl. Sissy's the same. But you say, yeah. but somebody calls you a sissy, that doesn't bother you, but you don't want to be called a pussy. Well, it's kind of just another to, well, extent You know, of, by the way, Toby... Called her a pussy is how this actually got started. Oh, is that true? Yeah, that's the part you left out. If you're I don't think you, you weren't true. discussing the word, you but, you called Reva that because also, I don't remember why. In the same discussion, I was trying to make the point that people's intent in it, like, because you guys were saying that no one ever jokes to a, a female calling them. A yeah, pussy. that's why it was funny because yeah, nobody I've ever. Never, I mean, the only I reason like, I did it, no, I was people joking. People do do that, but if it's in a joking way, then it's not offensive to yeah. me, anyways. But it, but you so know, that's what my point was. I mean, I was doing it in a joking way because I would never do that, and I don't ever hear any guys when they're referring to hey, like uh, if y'all are working, if you we were working out together and you weren't going to do the last rep of the bench press or something, I wouldn't call. I would never think to call you a pussy, or if you were scared to jump off a cliff, we were cliff jumping in the water yeah, or something. Those I, are I, appropriate I, uses of the word. Yeah, yeah. You just usually use it. But I, to but a I wouldn't male. use that. I wouldn't yeah. use it to a girl. Yeah. I would, like it doesn't even it's so foreign to me like that seems like I just wouldn't but when I call a guy that it has nothing to do with a girl it really just just means it's almost like a synonym I think a pussy or a is homonym scared weak not like you yeah I mean don't be a pussy jump off or do like go on the rope swing or something like that like the, yeah and old old southern dudes always call, like I got called that a bunch of times by coaches or older men in the south and I didn't, I just yeah. never thought but, of it that way but but the, I thought of it as like a, a cat is weak a pussy yeah. cat, right? And it's weak. I think of it as a stronger form of the word "wuss," which means, "Come on, don't be a wuss, don't be a sissy." Hey, I do have to. Wuss I, is a play on, and, and wuss is a stronger. is dang to its damn. Because it wussy, it's fiddlesticks though. to I, fuck. I've, I've heard I mean, wussy my whole life. Yeah, it's, it's the exact same word. I've, I've got to continue. But one's okay, I've got to continue a theme stronger of negative female connotation with pussy than wussy. I've got to continue. I have a, to admit, but that. The I, I think there is a strong, stronger. There is a stronger. Why it's more useful if you if you if you want to be stronger. I have to continue a theme that I brought up in another episode. In a movie in the mid-90s, the bad guy says to Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels, why don't both of you stop 
acting like a couple of pussies right. and eat it together. Like they were eating some peppers together. Right. No one batted an eye. Yeah, I don't think I mean, it's no a big one batted an eye. I'm not. I'm not necessarily saying that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I do think it's interesting. Do you ever call girls dicks? Like, stop being a dick. Probably, yeah. Yeah, similar to dick. And I don't think you mean a guy. And you don't mean you all don't men mean are horrible. You don't mean a penis, and you don't no. mean a male. You mean somebody's being a jerk. Right. I mean, if you think about yeah, it, no, dick and dick and pussy. <laughs> and, <laughs> if you self cracked, self cracked your mouth. If you think about it, if you think about it, those are the two. That pussy is the best possible word to describe what it describes when you want to call someone a wimp. If you just think about it and be scientific about it, what better word when you are talking about that meaning is there to describe someone who is wimpy? And the same thing with an annoying, Why is it the best sarcastic. Scientific. Yeah. Well, how did you get scientific yeah, about? Uh, I've done research. Okay. I've done research. <laughs> you, you don't mean why, why is pussy a good no, a good word? Okay. Two things. Weak. First of all, I I will never say pussy if women don't want me to say pussy. I'll put of pussy course. on the shelf and never say pussy again. Good lord. <laughs> Do you feel, do you feel the same way about bitch like that word is that no, I exclusively do, I, female I do want to finish refer, like the same way I think it's similar in that it it has the female social connotation but it is said to both women and men yeah but I mean I think know. dick and prick are similar to pussy and yeah. wussy you know yeah I, I, it means a stereotypical thing but to say somebody's a dick doesn't mean you're talking bad about men yeah and, I mean I don't care and, yeah and what I'm saying is it may no one in the world, it, it may be a possibility that no one should use the word pussy, but you think about how powerful that word is to, yeah, to, a powerful to, word. to say someone no is like a wimp. I can't think of a stronger no. word, and that doesn't make it right. And it's the same it's thing with a dick. Yeah. If, if you're talking about someone that is a jerk, is annoying, you can't stand to be around him, what better word than he's such a dick? Yeah, or she. Like, there's just not a better word. Yeah. Now, should we should we stop using it? Maybe you mean, even I don't like know. Phonetically, in the way it feels, I'm just saying that's part saying of words. Power is it, how it, they sound. It's, yeah. What's it's, funny though is, it, literally, if you were going to say the weakest thing, you should call somebody balls. Balls and testicles more sensitive, are, right, are right. the weakest. Yeah, the worst. No, they're just hanging there, ready to get kicked or hurt or anything. It's, yeah, they're weak. Right, it's it's lots terrible. Made that observation. So anybody that's actually weak is a testicle. I do have to say something real quick. We're sitting right next to Walmart, and, yeah. I, and I went into Walmart a little bit and ate like a quarter pounder, uh, mm-hmm. just the patty, uh-huh. and I think I'm going to have to use the bathroom. Well, so. you excuse okay. yourself when you got to go. All okay. right. Do you want me to use the back of the bus here or just go inside? Let's go inside. Okay. Okay. Right. We are in the tour bus recording this uh, today in Atlanta. So so far, so good on that. Now, so so Reva, your, your main... Uh, <laughs> Your main? Did you hear Matt? What? Matt was transitioning out of this. Yeah, we're, where, where are you right? We got now? a lot more to talk about. Today. You, if you, right, get, if you bring, so up, if you need to go to the bathroom, go on ahead. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we had to move on. Yeah, listen, I think you need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I did want to say about this though is really crazy is Matt's been doing this dumbass recording thing. He has. They don't know about it yet. Nobody knows. Nobody about knows it. about this. I had to tell them about. Oh, it Oh shit! Well, everybody's in for it. I don't you even talked know about it on the club, right? Yeah, and the, the, everything that I've club. said on this entire tour has been recorded. <laughs> <laughs> we can review the tape, and, and I don't even realize it. I only yeah. realize it sometimes. There's one time where I said something. I was like, "Oh shit!" And I looked at Matt, and he's just looking at me, and I saw the little, not I true. saw the little microphone. I was like, "Oh." Okay, so what Toby's talking about here is I have embarked on the journey that I discussed in the BC Club the other day. I found. A Zoom recorder that is so small 
almost pocket size with a lapel microphone and a 32 gigabyte card for $219, which will record 500 hours. Good Lord, that's insane. And, it's that small. And, when I saw, and I was thinking about, I was researching it for a few different projects, uh, mainly because I was thinking, man, if you could get people wearing a mic all day, they'd eventually get comfortable, then you'd get really good tape. You said 500 hours? Yeah, something like Dang. that. And so I thought it'd be great to like, so I wanted to play around with the technology and see what that'd be like. So I, that's how I found them. I was thinking, is there a good way to like wear a mic all day so you could forget about it and th- thus, you know, capture things better? Yeah. Like if you spent the day with somebody you were interviewing or something, yeah. you know. And then I, when I realized that, I thought, well, what in the world? Like once I have that recorder, once it arrives from Amazon.com to my door, why would I ever not be recording from that moment on? And so I have been. Yeah, I'm recording. I'm recording. You know, I I don't know how far I'm going to take this, but I couldn't be more stimulated and excited. I can't stop thinking about it, and I can't stop talking about it. And That's so, really true. You've been talking about nonstop. Like I, I mean, you get excited. You're an excited person when you get focused in on something. But this one, I feel like, really has got you. You, I mean, Matt's talking algorithms and building apps and stuff because he's so into this right now. It's really great, and he's so excited about it. I wore wire for a day. He did it one day. <laughs> I, it was kind of funny too because I was I, I would notice it for a little bit and I was thinking I, I was actually thinking about an undercover cop wearing one and what that must be like and everything. I, like nobody knew that I was recording. I'm not putting it out there. But I'll delete all the audio. Whatever. I just wanted to see what it'd be like. And it was really crazy yeah. because I had a little lapel mic on my t-shirt and everybody you could hear everybody clearly is the greatest thing ever. I was like this is insane and there was funny things that I wanted which I was like man I wish I could say it exactly. I rewound and heard a funny conversation I had. It was amazing. You find this a joke. This is the craziest thing in the world. Like, as far as a documentation, it might even be better than video. Like, I just it is like it's I, a lot better because I, I, I love podcasts anyway. It's a lot I'm easier. Like, I'm just listening, and when there's a camera on people, they are different, right? But when there's just a mic around, well, I found can, it can you, you can you use that as evidence, like in any sort of legal matter? Oh, well, like, yeah, if, what happens now? If, now like, that's the plot of the story. Well, let, let me witness a murder. Let me, <laughs> yeah, or or let, let's just take something simple. Let's say you are at customer service with Walmart, and the woman uh, says, "Yes, we'll give you your money back if you do such and such and such." And then later on, they don't give you your money back, and you're like, "I've got a recording of yep. you." You didn't get permission to get that recording, so it's no good at this point, right? I mean, there's, yeah, I don't know the laws. Yeah, I don't even know them at all. But I under—I don't worry about laws very often. So if I you don't worry in, about laws, I just don't worry about those types of things too I would, much. Not, I, that wasn't but, a question of worry. I was yeah. curious. Well, I don't know. I, I suppose because uh, that would be a good function of that is to be yeah, like, no, if sure. I got a recording, yeah, of you, but, sorry for sure. I mean, then there's times you could use it, and times you could use it in ways, and sometimes you couldn't. And there's uh, there's so much ethics to it that I wasn't even thinking right. about that I keep running into. And that's the experiment. I mean, the whole thing, I mean, this is an experiment. I have no idea why I'm doing it or what for. I could probably list 100 or 200 things I've thought of that are unbelievably fascinating since I've been doing it. But I don't have a goal. But yeah. I would. there's going to be so many good things that come out of it. It's so exciting that there's no way I cannot do it. And it's almost consuming. But, you know, I think of it like what what is the – you know, if I record everything I say for the rest of my life, what, what are the possible implications of that? It's they're just they're just too much to even ever consider how serious and profound. So, are you are you thinking of uh, Georgia and Jerry when you think of how unbelievably awesome? It I don't know. Well, I mean, yeah, sure. Like one day they'll 
be able to say, remember my sixth birthday? I remember we had that balloon and go back and hear my, my dad give a toast at the, my wedding. Or I, don't know. I mean, it, it would even be overwhelming to anything scan you want. 12 hours worth of audio. No. Like it, if you it, go to your that no, birthday. Oh, it'd be easy. I could I could pull up. I mean, I could pull up something from last week at whatever time. And I mean, you saw me do it the other day. These guys saw it. I went. I put the card in. I went straight to the thing that happened four days ago at six p.m. because it's all time stamped. I know what it is. It wouldn't be any different. Yeah. If it was so you time stamp stuff. It's it's automatic. The, what do you it's mean automatic. The SD card time stamps it. It says time stamps what the file, the audio file in the computer where it records it. <laughs> the thing that you listen to. It's time-stamped. So if I want to go to last Tuesday at 4 p.m., I could be there in 10 seconds from now. Oh, I see what you're saying. So it's just continually time-stamped. What I'm saying, though, is what if you don't know when that was or what day it but was? But you do. You remember. Like but you just you, go, oh, I mean, man, just however. I, I was talking to Priscilla on Tuesday. That's when we got in that argument. I mean, and then you go to Tuesday, and then you go, think, oh, yeah, it yeah. was after this, oh, it was before that, and then you're, you're there within I mean, you could minutes. find the date you went on vacation four years ago to New York. Right. You could figure that out. Right. And then figure we went to that restaurant. And right. what night was that? Okay. And yeah. you can listen to it, and it would take you 10 minutes from the time you thought of it to listen to a conversation from 10 years ago. This is interesting because Matt's always told me, I don't really care about the past or anything like that. But listen, his he is engaged in this because it is something that may have implications for the, the future. future. But it, all I care about. <clears throat> but the implications <laughs> would still be inextricably Here connected to the past. Right. Because right. it's, it's past yeah. recordings. Oh, yeah. I'm which, that's what gets me, so boy. The real, possibilities like here are, the real possibilities are not nostalgia. They're like development and technology and speech recognition and diagnosis and analysis. Like, it, there will be algorithms in the future that will just be able to tell you they can scan my whole 10,000 hours of my life in 10 seconds. And they'll be way better than a right. team of therapists. And it'll only take the computer 10 seconds to analyze my whole life and tell you, oh, my gosh, he had this condition. I can tell by this speech pattern that this is his brain was this way. I can tell by this that this was that. He must have had this disease. He, he, you know, he had this disorder. I mean, I'm saying a bunch of diagnosis stuff. But you it could diagnose stuff. Un, like, I don't know how many years in the future you have those algorithms, is, but is not there, long. Is there a part of you deep down inside that thinks there is a chance that I am on to something that's going to change the course of mankind and Matt Carter's 100% name. yes. And, and, and will your name be connected to it? I don't care. But yeah, You kind of do. I mean, but why, that's why not, wouldn't you I mean, care? my goals are not like that. I'd like. Okay, what, what could you give us one goal? Like, what do you, When you talk about the future and the implications, what's one thing you could see like, that would be really cool from what you're doing right now? If it really... Because everything you've said has been nostalgia. The New York trip. No, I'm or saying... To, uh, Georgia wanting to hear well, that on her birthday. Well, I start there because that's what people, I think, can understand. I want, to be, <laughs> and I, want, I want me to be analyzed by future computers. That's what I want. Yeah, you will be one of the only ones. Right. I'll have, I'll have it. I, when, I mean, eventually, in 10 years or less, you're going to have to opt out of what I'm doing right now. Or yeah. you're just going to do it. And my suspicion is everybody will do this in less than 10 years. It's unbelievably now, why useful, wouldn't? and the technology is going to become Only invisible. It's it, like it's if this the, small now, it's going to be nothing in the future. Yeah, so it'll just be... If the technology is there, why not skip audio and just go to visual altogether? I'm sure they both. will, but I don't give a shit about visual stuff. Why? I live in the world of audio. I live in the world of talking. Human speech is the crown jewel 
of human civilization of in the whole universe. It's the best thing. Yeah, but you don't think it the would be... The most valuable, the okay, most information let me ask thing the, possible is human you, speech. If you started this two years ago, you could have, and, and I don't... I, I trip around about this stuff a lot with... You guys know me with death, but I'm being sincere. How cool would it be if you had a visual of your mom the last time you saw care. her? You wouldn't care? I'm not interested. That? Somebody else can be. I don't oh have that gosh. interest. Why not the audio of it? Though? That, no, the audio is great. I'm saying how much cooler would it be I, but, to see but, look that's the last that's not time really I saw what i'm talking mom. about i want the i don't want to go back and listen to any of this ever i'm not interested in wow that. i don't want to go back I, if something happens i need to go back to remember something important that's going to be a side effect that is inevitable of course and of course i will go back but i don't care about that that's that's what the media that's not that's not important to me i would do it still <laughs> i'm not talking into my mic even right now I was gonna say I, I would think I was thinking it'd be kind of cool. What if uh, you recorded this right now, Joey? And for the next twenty years, it just you had all this audio, right? Yeah. You're talking to your kids, you're talking to your wife, you're talking at church, all this stuff. And then those al- algorithms that Matt's talking about will analyze you, form you, talk all this stuff, and then your kids or your grandkids can say, "Grandpa, what should I do? Should I go to college or just work this job?" And it will be you. It the will comput- be you. the computer will. Have analyzed you all will the things that you them. would say, and that will be your real answer. And they'll get to talk to grandpa That's right. or great grandpa, and exactly it'll be right. something like that. And you'll go, "Holy shit, that, that really is your now, answer." Now you won't be conscious of, of it, but it'll right. be a ninety-eight point six percent match of what right. he would have said. Same, I mean, right and now it'll be in your voice, and they'll be talking to you, and, and, and you won't be here. And just give me an elementary example of this, or, or how, example of how it's done. Would it uh, pick up every single time I mentioned the word college? And then analyze every single time no, I brought just, that up. It, it, there will, the algorithm will be way far. It'll, it, it'll, it'll be know similar you. to Amazon knows that Joey likes buying Listen, paper towels. The algorithm will know you far, far better than Priscilla and Toby and I do. Yeah. And I know what you're going to say half the fucking time. Yeah. It will know way more, be able to emulate your speech pattern. It will never be inconsistent. Like, to- Joey doesn't use that word. No. Right. It would only say what you would say. Right. And it won't be you, but it will be a 90-point-something percent match to, yeah, that's pretty much. Oh, this gets so interesting. And will you, it and your pick kid up, will be able to interact with it. Will it pick up on sarcasm, or will it say, yeah, Joey Svensson no. is very mean to his friends? No, of course it'll pick it up. I'm telling you, it will be a lot smarter than the yeah, best psychologist it's, on it's Earth. It's exactly like you get in your car, and your car goes, uh-oh, Joey Svensson. It goes back to the seat position you wanted. The steering wheel raises it like that. Is the simplest thing already knows certain things about you. It's It'll gonna know, know everything. everything. Yeah, but there are times There's when nothing about you that you almost couldn't be there are known times by. Times right your now speech. that I'm being trippy, and you it guys know, know but that. somebody else wouldn't because they'd it be like, it will have more experience with you yeah. than we do. It'll have twenty years smarter of data than us. And go, oh, that's this. He does this. Uh, people laughed. The, the computer he laughed. Smarter he than said, you. Here, I'm joking. Uh, well, it'll, it'll it knows know. your jokes. It could generate new jokes for you that you couldn't have thought of, that you wish you could have thought of. This that are you? Me. Do you think? I just rather stick computers with. are dumber. You're not than gonna people? get the choice. Huh? You think computers are dumber? Like it couldn't? It couldn't know you better than Matt and I. No, but computer, you think a computer could never know you as good as your wife? Uh, I didn't say that, but I, I am that? trying to wrap my mind around it. I'm not where it's you guys a big are. Concept. At. I'll be well, honest no, it's, with it's you a there. big concept. I'm just saying it's the other part of it is that it, the technology is going to interface with you so. Conveniently, yeah. that you won't even notice. At some point, you'll be like, "Oh, I guess I could turn it off, where I'm not constantly recording I mean, and streaming and backing up to the cloud on Toby's video saying, and audio." Toby's saying that computers are smarter than people. People made the computers to do that. So, at, at, at I, some, yeah, but the I, algorithms outperform humans at everything. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. At analysis, like, 
I'm not saying smart isn't the best word word to use there. I probably shouldn't no, have said that. That that right isn't word. really what we're talking about here. So I, that that isn't right. It's not that computers are smarter. They're but better they, at they, analyzing. They just will ha- make They have more information than you and I ever possibly and processing could already. Power. And they yes, and they can process it faster and faster and faster. So what I'm saying is, a computer. Uh, it's going to be the same way as just your health. For example. Priscilla can tell when you're stressed, but a computer is going to know why. How what's your blood pressure? What's happening? Right. Uh oh, this That's is more right. serious than it is. Tons well, oh, of medical. Oh, he's in this location and his heart rate rose. Right. Whenever he's in this place, his heart rate rises. Wait, why? how does it know my oh, heart rate? Because it can tell by your tone of voice. into your body. Gotcha. I mean, you'll have the thing on. I mean, you're gonna. It's just. It's. I mean, your speech is got. It's just the most. Yeah. M- what I want to stress about it to everybody is the speech is everything. It's you, almost your whole life is. Language and verbal in your head, out of your head, out of your mouth, in your interactions. It's almost everything about you. There's almost nothing else about you other than your words. I got so many more questions, but it'll be boring. You know, so let's move on. So, in any case, what I'm saying is I'm not trying to look at back at footage. I hate it. I'll never go back and listen for entertainment. I'm not going to do that. I'm not interested at all in that. I'm, I will. I'll be, I'd <laughs> be thrilled. Fun. I'd be thrilled if I never listen to it. And then after I'm dead, they do something with it. I'm still thrilled for that. I'll st- I, I, I'm on a journey. I'm doing discovery. I'm curious. It's an experiment. Where it leads is none of my business. I can't wait to find out. But this is the territory I want to be in. This is the world I want to think about and live in and do. And it's, but yeah, you know, it's bizarre. Now I'm thinking, wait, am I saying this? Am I, I, could, I can journal myself all day, every day. I can, um, uh, every day I can say, Captain's Log, start eight, whatever, and just boom, done. I don't have to write. I just could journal. If I, anytime I feel like talking out loud, yeah. I could capture it. I could mark it. There could be software that develops. I could do a clap signal that tells me when I look at the waveform, go find that part. For, it was a reminder note, you know. And there's just going to be so much to do with it. It's just going to be crazy. But also, there will be. I mean, Matt is more inclined to audio. There'll be visual too. I, I mean, there, there's going to be micro video cameras and audio on everybody. Do you think yeah, there will be? Uh, I, I see with learning how to deal with it. With, is, I'm going to be ahead of the game. Is all with how society is progressing. I couldn't see this being something that folks would concede to. But do you think there'll ever be a time? when employers require this Maybe. so that they can keep track of any time they say something racial or any time they are mean in public yep. and they can keep tabs? I mean, it's going to be crazy, and I don't want the government anywhere near the stuff. Obviously. Now, oh. I don't care if I'm the guinea pig and stuff like that. That's what I'm saying. So maybe I release it. I don't know. What are the implications? I'm not sure. But i tell you one thing is it affects what I say and what I do. That's in itself is amazing experiment. Like yeah. what does it how do you act different if you know in theory you're being recorded even if there's no possibility of getting out or not even that's planned on getting anybody hearing it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, but what would be what's the craziest thing to me? I have a suspicion like since it's what I've seen feel is basically inevitable in the short time frame like 10 years. And this is scary probably to a lot of people, but I think it might be the next societal moral layer to increase society's behavior to what we want it to be. Wow. It's pure. It might be the next level of accountability because we, and we may need it. Yeah. It might just be the way to keep people participating actively and healthy in society and working together is the fact that you can't say that shit anymore anywhere ever. Yeah. You, you just need to be on well, good behavior. Well, the interesting thing. You need to be on good behavior. Like, what, what are the things that I wish I could say but I don't because it's on here? It's probably nothing I should say or do. Right. Right? 
Or are you going to do it anyway and, and reveal, reveal what you are? I don't want authoritarian state monitoring me or my fucking employer. No. The answer to that is fuck no. No. Now, me personally, if I want to voluntarily give out all the data of my whole life, which I probably would do, that's good for me. That makes me kick ass. If I have been recording myself constantly for the last 10 years and I released it, you can trust me. And I think you can. And I want to be that guy. You can trust you until you go over all the material. No, that's what like, I'm saying. I, I, I'm the guy, though. That's me. That's the me I want to be. Yeah, but that guy so, is not trustworthy. They'll figure it out. The computers will no, figure out I, that your ass ain't trustworthy. I'm just saying. My bad. Hey, just you, telling you the I, truth. I, I, miss the point. I actually think what's going to happen, though, you make a really good point about that is when I think either you'll realize, oh, I shouldn't be saying this. This, this actually right. is leading to something. But the actual data information that you're going to get is you're going to see stuff. When we open this podcast, we were talking about the word pussy. Imagine if everybody for the last 10 years had been wearing a recorder. You could immediately go. You just cross-reference who says how, is, how what, And what, what is the context? What's the context here of how they use it? When do they use it? Does it actually mean this? You Does, don't want other people I mean, digging I, through I would, shit, but you could analyze it. Right. You could go back and have it run through a protocol and go, actually, you, you, your self-image of yourself is wrong. According yeah, which to, is probably most people. I know. Yeah. That would be great therapeutic You're work right. for you to do for You're yourself. Right. You know, would you, saying, put, would you put it past? It might bring us closer because everybody that goes, oh, well, these people that do this or act like this or say these words or don't say these words, what pastors do this or the left does this, the right does this, you'll be able to hear that you're way more alike than you think. If I have it my whole life recorded and I release it, that makes me trustworthy or it makes me as trustworthy as the tape says. Right. It makes okay. it as trustworthy as the tape so, says. Right. So maybe I'll be the only one able to run for president because I, maybe I'm the only person anybody can trust because I'm the only person <laughs> willing to expose my life. I That's don't true. know. Like, I, I have no ambition for anything right. remotely that way. I don't know. Right. But it's, 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 just, it's just significant. It, to me, you I would have to be crazy to not be doing what I'm doing. That's the way. I know it sounds eccentric to others. But from my point of view, it's just a no-brainer. There's no way. There's no... No way to not do it. Hey, here's, cannot stop. Here's what's crazy is if someone wanted to pull off a huge deception and that sort of technology is around and, and maybe even areas are bugged to pick up people's voices and, and well, all I'm of that sort of that. supervision. But listen, you would be forced to revert to old school ways such as snail mail. That's the only like handwritten stuff is the only way you can be sure. Like if I write something down, I give it to Toby and I trust Toby not to show it to anyone. That's the only way I can be yeah. sure that nobody else sees Joey's it. Joey's thinking of ways he can hide. Right. You're, that's what I'm saying. Pastor I'm trying Joey to tell me how I can be open. <laughs> you want what happened to Bill Hybels to happen to me too? Well, let's talk about Bill Hybels, but before that, let's do our special announcement. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I'll be doing this project. I'm gonna, I don't have a name for it. I have no, no website yet. Oh, you need a good name and, for and this. And I might. And if I, I, I want everybody else to just think it through. Don't jump to the immediate dopey stuff about it. But think about this in a deep way. Send me the possibilities. Send me the ideas. Uh, I know people send negative shit like, you can't do that, and this is illegal, and you better not do this, and you, well, you hadn't thought of this. Feel free. It's called the DeBose 79 Project. But uh, we could do, you know, so I, I have a folder on my desktop that just says speech project. But it's all about human speech and how valuable it is. It's a commodity that we have access to and nobody's, no, we're not even doing it yet. This is so exciting. It's so you, exciting. You are a nerd and I'm proud of you. It's a frontier. I'm a pioneer, you know. Yep. But I don't know what's out there. I have no idea. Anyway, we'll come up with a name for it. We'll do something. And Matt I might Matt. quit. I mean, what do you think the over-under is on how long I do it, though? I actually, for a normal person, I wouldn't give them that long. But I, I, I think you are, there's something unique about you, my friend, and I think you'll do it for a while. I think you'll do it at least a year. 
Yeah, I think so too. I think you can do it at least a year. Why maybe you do four, it? maybe why, forty years. Why would you do it indefinitely? I, I want to. I mean, the technology is going to get easier and easier. You right now, it's costing me more. three or four dollars in batteries a day. But I don't. That's fine with me. I mean, it's just you got to talk to Elon Musk. Get yeah. that battery situation worked. I'm going to get some rechargeables or some shit. But so oh, far, yeah. I've been spending about three fifty a day on batteries. Um, okay, but big announcement. Ooh. Big announcement. <laughs> we. Have some information about the Bad Christian Conference 2019. Holy, and that's not all. Shit. But I'll start with that. People been asking for a long time, and so here we go. We've been real busy making the Emory record, so that's also maybe part of the announcement and other stuff we've got coming up. Lots of big stuff, but it's taken a long time to get it organized. We're finally to the finish line there, but looks like the BC Conference, you know, pending to change, subject to some change, is going to be in February in Dallas, Ooh, Texas. Oh, Dallas, Texas. Gosh. So don't buy your tickets just yet. The tickets are not on sale. We do not have the lineup or the speakers or anything. We're, we'll do an early bird here uh, soon. The tickets, um, you know, we'll, we'll figure the pricing out and what we can. Of course, the BC Club will get advanced ticket sales discounts we'll do early birds and then we'll update everybody with all the information and who we book and exact dates and exact locations as we have them but it will be in dallas probably the middle weekend which is the day after valentine's day 15th 16th 17th and then we'll probably do a valentine's dance sunday night the ball formal semi-formal valentine sound good to y'all yeah okay all the other stuff about the conference is up for grabs right now. So if you have any ideas or guests or people you think we should have at the conference or any ideas for things you'd like to do, send those in. We'll review them. We're in the as long sorting it out. As long as it's a white male, because this is the white male conference. Right. It yeah. had to be any bro, speaker bro, has to be white to be male. Bros too. Yep. yep. No women. No mm. people of color. No way. No different sexual orientations. Not at all. This is white men shit here. <laughs> right. Okay, now... That's what they'll say. <laughs> now, here is the other huge announcement. Is, uh, this, is a, this is something in development, too, but this is even farther along, and that is everybody knows that the conference was the, the linchpin of anything we've ever done, more important yep. podcast or blog or whatever, or even doing music. This is real, this real connected event that we had that's a real community that we built and participate in so much and most of what was cool about it was us getting a little bit more out of the way and letting those people get to see each other and other smart people and stuff like that now put a pin in that now what we have and that's you know it's an event that we throw we've been doing concerts and been in a band a long time we've done productions and music and lighting and sound and the vibe of the room these are things that we've been involved in a long time so we kind of are decent at throwing a good party conference more than production we're good event. we're good at it and so Something's been bothering me for a really long time, and that is that music concerts are terrible user experience. People show up way too early, stand in lines, stand in parking lots, go inside, stand in a concrete floor, sit through bands they don't like, and then maybe after you spend all this time and money, you get to see the bands you like, and hopefully they're good, and hopefully they play the song you like. Right. From my view... That's not a great experience. Another great, not great experience are festivals that are outdated where you have to just, they just throw you out there in a field and expect you to have fun. And it just seems outdated. These are, the concerts and festivals are so outdated to me from a fan experience point of view. So if you think about user experience on the web, it gets cleaned up and updated and improved every day on every site. And then there's all these analog experiences in the world that are just completely not optimized. And concert going and festivals is one of them. 
I thought we did a great job at the conference of making the, that whole experience good from the moment you walk in till the moment you went home. Yeah. I'm obsessed with that. I think that's a great thing to do. I see huge market opportunity in it um, in the regular show. So if you put all those things together, I have what I consider to be a very exciting announcement, and that is there is now, this November, going to be something called the Bad Christian Roadshow. So the Bad Christian Roadshow will be somewhat like it'll have some of the offerings of a conference, and it will have a rock concert all in the same evening. So it's kind of like a mini conference, basically, is what it's going to feel like. So the first couple of hours, you can buy a ticket for just the rock show, or you can come for the you know, the part, the interactive part. So this is going to be designed. So you show up, you come in, you hang out. We're going to do live podcasts, panels, uh, breakout groups, mingling, acoustic performances from the bands I'm about to tell you about. This just sounds like fun. It is. It's going to be fun from the minute you get there, and it's going to be programmed for you to get to interact with both us and each other and people. It's a totally... If you're in this world, if you're listening to this podcast, and this is coming near you, you cannot miss it. And we're going to do everything we can to make it fun, enjoyable and meaningful for hours in a row that's the goal okay so you want more details yeah i do i'm curious as far as like weeknights are or weekdays are concerned will people have to take four off to a day 10 work, 30 probably? it'll be like 4 p.m yeah, so to to, 10, that's the only way i can figure to do it like if it gets really great maybe we'll extend it make it bigger do it on a weekends only i don't know yeah but right now we're gonna try to do you know a full i want more show. details okay well details are this don't be so pushy. It's, it's a bad Christian roadshow, so it's a pretty family event here. And when I say family, I don't mean children and shit. Yeah. It's probably still, I don't know, I guess it's all ages, but, right? It's going to be all ages. I'm talking about, the, anyway, I'm talking about the bad Christian family. We don't want to expose your children to this. You don't, I wouldn't bring kid, my kids. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we have, Emory is going to be there. So Emory's playing. Yeah. Sherwood's going to be there. Sherwood's yeah. back. They're, we're going to be on the East Coast. That means Dan Coke's going to be Dan there. That means Dan Coke will be there, of course, and Nate Henry and Old those guys. And so we're going to be doing shows on the East Coast with Emory, Sherwood, who hadn't been there in a long time. Yep, yep. And Sherwood's got some great material, and they you know, they, they were going to go Recent tour anyway. Album. So we combined with their tour. It's a family event. And if you're thinking through the Bad Christian family, why not have people that are friends of ours, you know, like Tyson Motzenbacher. Right. Oh, yeah. So he'll be there. Uh, also, Vocal that's, that's Few. A, the Tyson Vocal Mon- Few's going to mm-hmm. be there? Tyson Motzenberger is a kind of a Tyson indie folky. Yeah, indie folky mm-hmm. tooth and nail artist. Did you call him yeah. Motzen Burger. He's just wonder if you want to call him Burger. Did you call him Motzen Burger? Uh, I called him Motzen Fokker. Right. You're thinking about <laughs> <laughs> meet the Motzen Bockers. Yeah. Right. Okay, so Tyson, Vocal Few, Sherwood, Good Lord. Emory. So Matt McDonald will be out there. Don't feed the trolls. The uh, you know Dan po- Dan from Depolarize and other podcasts he does. He's going to be there, part of that stuff. We'll obviously be there. Joey's going to be there. We're going to do the Bad Christian Podcast live in. I think we're going to do the Bad Christian Podcast live in the rock set. So it's going to be Emory, Sherwood, BC Pod, Tyson, and Vocal Few, just if you come to the rock show. Yeah. So if you come to that and you only pay the ticket, it'll be $25, I think it'll be. You'll just show up, and you walk right in. The first band is going to be Matt McDonald and Christy doing Vocal Few, Heck which yeah. you're going to love. And then you're going to see Tyson. Then you're going to see us live. Then you're going to see Sherwood. Then you're going to see Emory. That it's going to be crazy. It's like I'm looking forward miss. to that. I'm looking forward to it from a consumer standpoint. Yeah, and we may even have other special guests per city. We don't know yet. And uh, we're designing the interactive experience part, which is a, a additional 
price, you know, on the ticket there for the first couple hours. Where it, and this is for the people that you know want to come meet each other, BC Club people that feel connected to this community. Want to, you know, I don't know. We'll do stuff like a breakout panel if you're interested in house church, or we'll do stuff about music, and we'll do Q and A about music, and you get to meet other people and. We'll do stuff with Dan and Matt McDonald and and mingle with everybody and and hopefully we can get the bars opened up in these clubs and we're going to run a fucking the, exciting event from four p.m. to the breakout 10. groups were one of the best parts which is was kind of surprising at least to me I don't know if it was to y'all because we had panels set up and speakers and all that was just so amazing and then we took time to do a breakout group basically meaning. We all split up. Say, hey, if you want to talk about house church, you want to talk about reconstruction, deconstruction. You want to talk about what the state of the church. You want to talk about music, all this stuff. And we sent people to different groups, and it was it, we had to. It was great. We had to stop it because it was going so yeah, well. That was <laughs> like it, it would have just kept going forever because it was so fun. Everybody was having such a good time. Like I got into a group with Dan Coke, and we were talking about reconstruction, deconstruction. And uh, it was just really cool, the questions that the people asked. So that is the thing that you're saying that I think is really neat. The interactive This part, is a yeah. real time for people who listen to this podcast, like you right now, whoever this is listening to this podcast, to come out and meet other people that are like you and have real conversation and a fun environment and, where there's beer yeah, and then we'll have, music We'll have the right stuff. music. I mean, we'll try to make the bars open. We'll, you know, it'll yeah. feel good. We'll get it to feel I, good. I was yeah, thinking, what, what if we did uh, even extra and made it more like Carnival? Like we had a bouncy house that was uh, we Joey's belly. We could try to have a Joey's belly uh, bouncy house. And then they had like the nasolator where you reach up in this giant nose and pull all this slime out. You get out, a prize. You get a prize. It, right. What else could we do? You know, I, I, hey, you throw I quit. giant pills, and I quit. Joey, if you hit it, he falls into the pool of depression. Yeah, I, I mean, all of that stuff. I'm not doing this podcast anymore. <laughs> Why? Because of that kind of stuff. I just I was trying anymore. to include you. You don't think people would want to jump on a, a giant belly of yours? Okay. Like a giant <laughs> ba- baseball size kidney stones, tossing no, them yeah, in that's buckets. What it is. Sorry, kidney stone toss, kidney stone <laughs> cornhole, and Joey falls into the pool yeah. of the uh, intestine. There you go. All right. So how about some cities? The pool and is red here. though from the blood that comes out of my penis. You ride a float down an intestine. It's a water slide. <laughs> You're on a kidney stone float. It's <laughs> funny. Oh man, the, your body uh, could be a theme park for sure. Uh, you could have a Joey's body. It had to be a creepy clown theme theme park. Like it's, you know, like it's his normal body, but it's really fucked up and creepy. Right. It's a and horror. all the all the rides are based on his body oh, failures. Man. And like, on the road show, along with Bad Christian, is Jordan Peterson, uh, Joe Rogan. They're they're all going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Just yeah. attending. We're headlining. Yeah. Yeah. They're we're, traveling we're, with us to attend. We're just assuming they're good. <laughs> they have to be there because it's going to be that good. But let me tell you where. Because we finally got these. Oh, let me do it. Let me do it. All right, do it. All right. Well, it's going to kick off in Nashville, Tennessee, moving to Greensboro. Say the dates. Oh, yeah. you want me to say the dates? <laughs> I think they'd like to know the dates. November. Probably, no, you can even take your time. You don't even have to say it that fast. All right. I'll tell you what, then. Take, take a, out your notebooks. Take a breath. Get ready to jot this down, everybody. All right. November the 8th. And hey. I, I, w- I would recommend a lot of you just to come to every single one of these. It's going to be different every time. <laughs> November the 8th is Nashville. November the 9th is Greensboro, North Carolina. November the 10th, Lynchburg, Virginia. November the 11th is Teaneck, New Jersey. November the 13th, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The 14th is Brooklyn. The 15th is Pittsburgh. 16th, Akron. 17th, Louisville. Is it Akron? Oh, Akron. Sorry. Ohio. Seems then, like you would know where the Football Hall of Fame is, but yeah, <laughs> caveat: I don't think Sherwood's on the final two of those dates. But anyway, we'll get a graphic up here, and these tickets are going to be on sale on Friday, September the seventh. So that's coming up Friday here, and uh, so and the conference not 
on sale yet. But again, we'll have that stuff very soon. And this is not the conference. This is the BC Roadshow. It takes some hints from the conference and some of the, the great things from the conference, and it's going to give us the opportunity to connect people in smaller pl- places and other places that don't have time to or the ability to travel to the conference. But it's not a substitute for the conference or anything. So you certainly want to go to both of these. But we'll have more details on BCCon 2019 in Dallas very, very soon. So stay tuned to that. And we're, of course, super excited. And the other thing that we'll be talking way more about is the Emory Record is going to release coinciding with this roadshow. So we got the master back already. We're going to play you a track in a couple of episodes from now, uh, premiere one for you. But the Emory record's done. It'll be out then. We'll be on the road. We've got the roadshow. We've got the conference. And I just, if I'm going to move on from here, it's almost, it's almost just too emotional for me to think about all the things we've been able to you create. Hold my hands. We've been able to create these things and do them different ways that other people haven't done them and, and just, it's working and just think about 19 it's working. think about 1998 when i, I first met you and you're apologizing to toby and i for being drunk because you thought we were the christian mm-hmm. goody two shoes and you're like i'm sorry i promise i don't normally do this i'm sorry and well yeah. this is the kind of shit i've been trying to do 20 years later for 20 years and it's working 20 years it's later we're the most popular non-profit christian organization in church america what's that nothing but anyway, I have to say thank you to everybody for supporting these things and letting us have these ideas and trying oh, yeah. them. And it's working. I don't know what else to say. It's just it's just too much. Yep, it's working. And so, all hats to you. Praise nope. and glory to you. Nope, that's yeah, not no, the case. Thank you, Matt. It's nope. all about you. Nope. No, you are just amazing. You've it done kind everything. Of is. You, you, no, I mean, you've done Reed. everything. Now, let's move on to talking about Bill Hybels then, because oh, we, uh, we're a little overdue on that. It's, it's like something that's obvious. It's weird because we oh do all God. this stuff about Christianity, and the, sometimes we don't even address some of the big stories. But this story was kind of under the radar for me, and you know, I just realized lately that it's that's that story is just nasty. Like yeah. it's nastier than I thought. Over it, there, it's so. it's nasty, and I you know people that I think we have a lot of listeners that aren't really in the church world. You don't realize the gravity of this one. This is one of the biggest scandals from the perspective of this guy is seen to have influenced the church. And the current day state of the church probably more than any other person. He's considered, so? yeah, he's considered to have the first megachurch that appealed to baby boomers. And for baby boomers to say, "Ooh, I like this," I didn't know church could be mm-hmm. hip and so concert. You put Bill Hybels up there with Rick Warren and like, like what? What is his? As far as influence, higher, higher, higher in the church world. Like as far as how churches are today, he is the most influential. What he's like the of architect all. of megachurch. He is. He is. People wow. attribute. He was the first person to think, hey, if we have like a really good music set that is actually cool and kick ass, people will want to come because it is very and fun. And he's always had a very good reputation. Yes. At Seacoast right? Church, for part of my training, part of my licensing was reading one of Bill Heibel's books called Courageous Leadership. Mm-hmm. So that's the sort of uh, it's Damn, like what was the other book you were telling me he's called what what you do in secret he wrote a book <laughs> called that oh no <laughs> about how that's who you really yeah are. It, it's wow. it's it's uh, it's nuts like and well let's fill in the people about what what he actually did the people that don't know yeah let's so, try to get this the, story the, here the, so the, so first of all he has he is seen as a very he has been seen as a very progressive leader in that he puts women in leadership yes. roles that nobody else is right. doing. And now people are starting to connect the dots and say, oh, well, here's why. 
Yeah, he was it because was almost he, like a, a farm system where I mean, it really <laughs> is baseball. It really like, you is. Bring in these people and you keep. And, uh, I mean, this is a good it, prospect. It, I'll, I'll the, keep this. The, one. I believe grooming uh, that's the word. Maybe right? grooming. Yeah, yeah. But it get it just gets so twisted. So let's let's focus on uh, his admin that I think he hired in in eighty six. He basically wrote about this in a book saying, when you're obedient to God and you do the small things, you can sometimes be shocked with the the difference that it can make. And he uh, he used the example of him being told to drive around Willow Creek parking lot, uh, just being open to what God would say. He saw an attractive woman in the parking lot and God told him apparently to ask if she needed a ride somewhere from that point on he hired her and that is the woman that he did the most crazy stuff with and uh may need a so basically uh exactly what he did with her is Uh, 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 let's just fix this up right quick well let me tell you what he did this lady's name's pat baranowski and you're right he he, uh, ran into her she was a divorced lady eventually uh, Bill Hybels and his wife said, you can live with us. And she worked at the church. She said, even though I've got, which is funny, churches, she said, I got paid way less to work at a church. I thought I was doing God's work. Yeah. I was, you know, right there with Bill Hybels, which a lot of these stories really are, like, th- it, this is the most eye-opening thing to me. I really do see all these people are just so lured in by being near the power of right. the seat. Of course. It really is. And none of us are, all of us are susceptible to it. Even me, maybe. Of course. Like, I, I mean, like, I, when I hear these stories, like, this, this is, a, my first reaction was, this ongoing thing with this pastor, I'm going, why didn't that lady just get out? What is wrong with her? Why was she being right. it for so long? All this long? I mean, isn't there any responsibility? Yes, there is responsibility to her, but there really is this, this the illusion of power or the intrigue of it is so overwhelming. Once the person with the power to knows it. it and uses it, that's just, you're in a crazy, like, you know, it's one thing to have power and people are drawn to it, and that's a fact, right. but when you utilize that, you know, and no. leverage it, that's just, it's just... 100%. Well, what's crazy, so she moved in with him in 1985. That shows you how long, mm-hmm. ago, long ago this was, right? It says once, uh, and here's where it started. She, she was part of their family. It was, you know, uh, Miss Hobbles was out of town, and the children were away. And so the Bill Hobbles took this lady, Miss Barant, uh, what's her name? I said Pat Baranowski. I can't really say her name. Pat Baranowski. Uh, the fir- first time it started is uh, they went out to eat dinner while his wife was out of town, and he said, hey, let- what if I give you a back rub and told her to lie face down? Yeah, when they got back near yep. the fireplace. Yep, <laughs> and she's stunned, remembering feeling unable to say no to her boss. Right. And pastor. Like, well, he's not going to do anything. That's he's a, her he's boss a pastor. and pastor. So he's not going to do anything. She said, uh... He straddled, at, straddled her, her bra. her bra, touched her near her breast, and she remembered feeling his handshake. The first back rub in 1986 led to mul- multiple occasions over nearly two years in which he fondled her breast, rubbed against her, and eventually there was an uh, incident later escalated to one occasion of oral sex, is what she says. And mm-hmm. I mean, I guess this is still allegedly. And, well, but, she, that's what she but, says. Well, well here, here's, that's, here's some things that don't stack well against Bill Hybels is nine women have now accused him in news re- news, reports, uh, news reports of these sorts of violations and uh, nine members, actually ten members of the elder board resigned saying that they had made a mistake by failing to believe the women who accused Mr. Hybels of sexual misconduct over many years, including, including the woman, the woman who he, he made put as lead, lead pastor, pastor of the church. She And she came out as well. The, so when Bill Hybels, the worst thing about, okay, here's two things. I don't want to jump too far ahead. He denies unequivocally, yes. harshly, yep. strongly, 
He, the the report goes to say he banged his fist on the table. That this woman is a liar, and, and she's t- not telling the truth. Because at first it was it. just one. Yeah, he so said, he thought. Uh, she was saying, "I didn't want to hurt the church. I just kept it to myself." She's saying all these things that show you she was. I mean, she. I don't. This lady is taking responsibility, but she was just overwhelmed by the power and the seat and all this stuff. Microphone. He, he, he lit. Sorry, I keep talking with my hands, Donna. But he. Uh, I mean, he just denies it. Says she is not telling the truth. He never did anything so, like he that. Still denies it. Yeah, yeah I, still I, denies I, it too, yeah. right now. And and here's listen. To I this never irony. had an inappropriate physical or emotional relationship with her before that time, during that time, or after that time. He even went online, uh, did a big interview where he said, "This is all a lie. All these women are lying. Everybody's a liar." <laughs> and the church did an investigation on one of these. Did it really quick. And that person, the lady that accused him. First, said uh, she went back and said no, she it wasn't true. But yeah. uh, she recanted because she thought the process was strange, not good. And, and she, she said she doesn't want to hurt the and church. Hurt that, that's what everybody right. thinks it's not yeah. just the one guy; it's all these people right. and everything. Listen, to, he denies it, everything though. Listen Still. to listen to the irony though. Partly as a result of Heibel's counseling, Bill Clinton, President Bill Clinton, through the Monica Lewinsky trial, Bill Clinton said publicly. Man, once everybody knows all of my uh, all of a person's secrets, and he's talking specifically about himself, he says you really do in a painful way have a sense of freedom. Uh-huh. And now people are saying Bill Hybels needs to learn from Bill Clinton and coming completely clean. I mean, that is just insane. And and there are some there's there's not physical evidence, obviously, of the actual physical contact and oral sex and all of that. But there are some things to where even throw out all these allegations out the door. And there is a note that he wrote to this uh, woman encouraging uh, encouraging her in her small group leadership saying, man, this is going to make a big difference. And then P.S. Plus, you're a knockout! Exclamation mark, and that's online. People can search mm-hmm. for it right now. That's inappropriate. Yeah, I, I, about a small group leader. Let, a, a little bit more information here. The church elders conducted their own investigation of the allegations when it first surfaced four years ago, and commissioned a second inquiry by an outside lawyer, completed in 2017. But both those were a little bit rushed, I believe. Both investigations. Those was when they did them, hoping yeah. to not find right. anything. Both, right. Both both cleared Mr. Right. Hybels, which is what though the, the church's they two lead pastors have since issued public apologies saying they believe the women. Right. So they are all like, no, I can't live with myself. But and the lady, that lady that that took over the lead pastor position, she said that there was a moment where it was inappropriate with her too. He acted strangely or bizarrely. She didn't go into details, but she said she did feel uncomfortable. But he is still denying it. Now, this is what really makes me the most sick. He's denying it. So no matter what, Either he doesn't care about God at all because he's going to continue to sin and lie. So everything that he says is bullshit. Not just the sexual stuff. The sexual stuff's horrific. Right. How about this? Not even going to give up now. Right. Going to hold on to the sin. Not even, the head guy that started mega church. That we're all doing. All the mega pastors owe him their jobs, and that's what it's built on. Right. The mega church system is built on a guy who is a liar and holding on to it now, or uh, allegedly, or, or built on Jesus, <laughs> or built on Jesus. But <laughs> in, this is what makes me the most mad too. In April, he was he was thinking about stepping down and doing some stuff. Mr. Hybels announced to the congregation he would accelerate his planned retirement by six months and step down as, uh, immediately for the for the good of the church. He continued to deny that allegations, church is- but, he, but he did admit, I too often placed myself in situations that would have been far wiser to avoid. Right. And, uh, and he says, I feel le- uh, that God has allowed us to step away from this now. That well, he's been so he's been released, his, huh? He's been released from his oh, position yeah. at Willow awesome. Creek, and he doesn't need to do that. He needs to focus on other things like family and all this right. stuff. And all these people are the bad guys, and I'm the good guy. What gets oh, me yeah. about That's, this one? What gets me about this guy. one too is just 
how twisted and manipulative it is. Like this to me is on a completely different level altogether of Bill Hybels uh, forming a relationship with his admin and them over the course of five years planning little trips and getting in hotel rooms. That's I mean, this is a guy that is hiring women preying on them, denying it. And uh, the woman that Toby talked most about uh, uh, being the ad, Miss Borowski or whatever, uh, he actually, she approached him at one point and said, this just isn't good. This isn't fair to your wife. I'm sick. I'm disturbed about this. And he said, something flippant along the lines of, why Why is it such a big deal to you? Like, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. One night, uh, she said Mr. Hybels felt too sick to go to the church event, so he sent his wife in his stead to introduce the guest speaker, a famous ev- uh, evangelist. He asked Miss Baronski to bring him something to eat and fondled her again. So, I mean, this is a guy that is just actively, continually mm-hmm. conniving to put himself well, in situations. It's just a clear I mean, he's probably, let's power. give him some credit, or not credit even, but just like, let's try to humanize him a little bit. He must be sick in, in the head in some way, yeah. you know. And he like he's like when I hear that thing about him touching the side of her boobs to give her a massage. I mean, that's you know what that's like, right? That's like being a teenager, right? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? That's disordered enough to where it's like I'm not. It's not like affairs and right. hookers, which would have probably been better in some way than this. This is trying Might have to done like that too, but yeah, yeah, right. But I'm just saying, at least that's like yeah, that that's a different thing. This is like you're trying to. Not do like he's got to justify it in his mind is what that tells you. He didn't cross this line. He didn't do that. He didn't right. do that. It's like a teenager trying to have sex. Exactly. It's this immature yeah. to some right. degree you, where I know to there's see how far you can go brain. and you're nervous. And a part of it is that I right. mean that's the other thing. He goes, that, why is this that was a, a turn on to he's him? He's got too, it convinced though. in his head that we didn't do anything. Yeah, that one time right. we went a little far and it turned into oral, and I do feel bad about that. Yeah, that's what he t- thinks in his head. Right. But the other stuff was not that. I, was was not, just, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't have an affair. Like that's right. what that, he, he, that's what he thinks. I mean, at something thi- like that. From this point on, and if it's not our, if it wasn't already this way for for a lot of people, I think you're just holding on to hope or deceiving yourself. But from this point on, we should not be surprised about anyone. anyone. Well, how about this? Wait, 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 wait. Anyone. Let me back that up. You should be only surprised about one person, and that's me, because I'm wearing a microphone. <laughs> so me, you can trust. Everybody else. You believe it. Can, can I say just one thing, though? Is I mean, and Joey, you work at a megachurch, but the entire foundation of what this megachurch is was built on this guy who created something and is, is completely sinful and at this moment might be completely lying, trying to hold on to his reputation more than the truth and what God actually wants for us. Is there any chance that the whole thing is really fucked up then? Well, let me say the, one The thing. whole church system. I want Joey to answer this, that. This mega church system is fucked up, right? Well, the, the main guy even, meaning when you start a mega church, you, the head guy is not what you think he is. Not necessarily. But and they're all men. Here's what's the caveat of that that makes it really interesting to me is the board stepping down. So here's what happened, best I can guess, is the board said, oh, crap. Like, imagine you're on that board. And it's four years ago, and there's this right. one person saying some stuff, and there's probably two sides to it, and you're not sure, but you know you trust Bill. You love him. He's your 
pastor. You're Funny, on the elder engaging, board, and you go ahead answers. with the investigation. But, of course, you don't believe they're going to really find anything. You think there must be some misunderstanding. Right. And once they sort it out, we'll probably Satan's be Satan's okay. attacking at what we're doing. Like, you know, like, she, I, you know, like ah, that might be kind of crazy, but the good of the church, the good of the church. I met her once. She didn't seem right. all the She's way a little legit weird, or something. You know, you know, yeah. And so you can live Tell with yourself it. these things. And then it, go, you know, it goes in time. Now, here's what's crazy is eventually it came out. Did that board... Because the Mars Hill board totally abdicated their duty. They did not do the hard thing. They did not do the right thing. They weren't able to early on. And then when it was too late, it was too late. And Mark Driscoll somehow got released. Yes. He also got that wonderful release where he God was, says, your responsibilities are over. Thing, the sta- strangest, strangest thing, thing huh? Anyway, well, the the bo- of God. but the board was, ways are not was the, the board at Mars Hill was continually up to that point not doing their job. Oh, my gosh. Right. And it was really frustrating to everybody else. And it's like, but you have to trust the board more than yourself and your people you know because they're, they're the most honorable of the most honorable. Right. So it's like nothing you can do. And, of course, they're looking out for number one and themselves. They're not like the congregation. Well, I mean, and, and that's confusing from their point of view. But this board, here's the crazy thing about it. It's built in such a stupid way that the only choice here is the board has to resign. Right. Like, and that's the right thing to do. And then what does that leave? Nothing. And then they can't help anymore. You know, like right. the integrity, there's nothing you can do. Like, you, they just quit, which is the right thing to do. So now they're not, now, now they've relinquished their ability to do anything else. So what, what happens, you know, it's like the whole thing falls apart. Like there, it, there is no real accountability where there is, you know, it sounds like there is because there, there's no system. And then I it's mean, just, I, it'll collapse. I am, and then it I falls am apart. just fully really very that very board doesn't protect you like you think about it mega does. church and it, that's hard for me to say because joey works at a mega church i worked at that mega church i worked at two mega churches i've worked at two mega churches one's one, gone one is it gone <laughs> my question is why the do church you think that the- that church was founded on willow creek who knows it is it going to last is it going to well, make it what, what is it about now what is the whole thing at Miller Creek now about? Is is it was it about Bill Hybels? Maybe it's not. Maybe it can move on. Maybe it can do more. But I, but I mean, I'm really concerned that what we're talking about here is a system that was built upon sin and lying and ego and power, and that's what it is. He, okay, you know what, what he said? What? He actually told this woman, "Hey, you know what? I'm so attracted to you. We could run Willow Creek together." He was telling her that. He yeah. was confiding in her that he didn't have a good marriage. He didn't the, like it. The, and then, the lead girl? Yeah. Lead the, woman? The, the, the Baronowski. He was he like, hey, t- we, no, the, no, Baronowski. I'm sorry. Gotcha. Several of the women, he used that, I think, as a ploy of, hey, we ha- you and I have something special Right. Here. That's leveraging you, yes, power. It's leveraging like power. Right. So Not what I'm saying is maybe all the mega pastors can only leverage power. Maybe it's so much not, power you had that it, you do. And what, you know what? They what, do. What power do you have that you don't leverage to get what you want? I mean, I mean, you know what I mean? I, like, I mean, we were going to talk what about you this, don't I want don't is, 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 I'm saying you have power from your position. Yeah. And you use it to get whatever you want. Right. You can't help it. Now, luckily, you don't want 17 year old Emory fans. But if you did, right. you would get them. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, right. it, you're, if you have power, you will leverage it to get what you want. You will. Yeah. I will. And, and, and you will. To, to, so hopefully, to you, at this point, Joey, right now, you work at a mega church. Really, how can I trust it? No, oh, I, mean, I, I, like, I totally I mean, agree. It, it, you at least have to admit, like, I know you agree. Yeah. I'm talking about the greater you, not Joey Spence and you. People have to at least acknowledge that's really true. We live in a time right now where you need to, the, the 
mega pastors have to either completely become more transparent about their salary, about their life, maybe about start, who's on their board. Maybe start wearing so, a mic. Uh, apparently, Stephen Furtick, I have no idea who's on Stephen Furtick's board, but rumors somehow, rumors get out that it's other mega pastors. Oh, and, and, they, and, and they're all yes people. That I they know. Them that's, in. So that's what I'm saying. The board that's thing. The board. Can but, we look but, at the but, board thing? That's put, not going to save you. The fact that your church out there has a board. But I put that. I think that makes you. Yeah, what I the put, fuck? I put that partly on Stephen Furtick's fault, though, because okay. he is basically putting out there, my vision is from God, follow me, or get out of here. And so that... Right. And, and then secondarily, it's the people's fault for being like, I'm okay with that. Yes. Sign me right. up. I I'm mean, just that, saying that, that, that is, the lay that is church, jacked up. The average church member goes, I think we're protected from this and that thing because of the board. Yeah. Are you, oh, gosh. I mean, that yes. doesn't make a lot of sense so, so, to think about how the boards get made and what we've seen from when there are problems and failures, the boards have always failed. So no matter right? no matter what sort of extreme I mean, things... I we don't know the times that they didn't fail. No so. matter what sort of extreme things to Toby says, no matter how radical it gets, I would say it's needed and healthy for the conversation. However, some of my pushback on, on what you said is... You're assuming that because maybe the the biggest founder of mega church started something and was always doing some evil stuff behind closed doors that God was never a part of that. And you're also assuming that nope, not that assuming God. That. It, it seems like I mean because you're nope. saying that the whole thing is a wash. Let me try to say it another way. If you knew everything there was to know, they'd all crumble. They'd all crumble. If you just knew all the information, let's just say. That every mega church pastor did have uh, audio recording of everything he ever said. They're all done. Okay, and and but you guys, you, you guys can laugh at me. You can say whatever you want. All things would fall but, apart. But I, imagine. I would say all I can say is I don't think so because I know <laughs> uh, because I know of one church that does not operate that way. Who? At Seacoast Church. Yeah, but well, you don't know well, let me throw this out know, there. though. There's other stuff there, you don't man. know. But, but <laughs> I did message Pastor Greg, who is a personal friend of Bill Hybels. I yep. said, Pastor Greg, I said. Are you feeling what I would feel if I found out this was you? And he said, yes. Okay. Right. But I, my only point is you don't know everything about Seacoast. Yeah, you don't. Sure, only know I know. What how about, you sure know. there's okay. some stuff that uh, well, I... Well, how about it, this one? Your position would have been held Pastor by Pastor Greg and told him... That Pastor Greg was thinking about endorsing Mark Driscoll's book, and Pastor, we told him, don't do it. Right. He, con- he con- talked to us. We are not lying right now. We're telling the truth and being open. Yeah. We told Pastor Greg... Everything we knew about Mark Driscoll. I sent him an email. Pastor yeah. Greg Surratt endorses Mark Driscoll. He endorses him. I do not. So how do I trust Seacoast Church? No, that's to, that is totally fine. So that's just one thing where I say a, an entire mega church that you're saying is built on and God's using and all this stuff. Is, is it just a club? I mean, wh- why would... I, I want to know, like, Greg Surratt endorses Mark Driscoll because it's a club guy? I mean, I... are in the I, same country club together? I don't know if we have time to talk about that a little more in depth, but I, I will... I sound I, more mad than I... I'm not I, mad. I, they I will are say, fri- they're friends. I will say very generically that the same impulse that causes Pastor Greg to endorse Mark Driscoll's book. If you read his endorsement, it is not saying, follow this guy. It's saying, no, I'm it, glad this oh, book was is. written. No, that's a technical. I'm sorry. I'm read it. Read it. Yeah, no, no. it doesn't it's matter. It's an endorsement of Mark Driscoll. Read it. Okay. Okay, but you all, can read it. So but it's all I'm saying about that, the same so impulse. So if you done that to uh, Hitler, to using your analogy, and said, hey, Hitler, uh, you know, I'm not endorsing Hitler, but man, what a hell of a read. 
You would say he's not endorsing Hitler? Well, the main point that I'm trying to make is the same impulse that... that uh, I sound was, more crazy was, than I am right was now. In I'm, past, not, the I'm same not that in- mad. I love Pastor Greg. I, that's the thing that breaks my heart. I'm saying, I love Pastor Greg, and you're right. I worked at Seacoast. You do now. They let us do this podcast. It's the most amazing uh, church that I've ever been a part of, to be honest with you. And still... There's something really crazy there. That, that makes sense. And no, it still, doesn't. Still, there's flaws. Of course. So that's what I'm saying. But, so but why endorse my statement? Why, why yeah, endorse let me finish Megachurch. my statement. I don't agree with Pastor Greg saying anything on about Mark Driscoll and his book. I disagree. But the same impulse that caused him to do that is the same damn impulse that allows me to do bad Christian. Now, one could be right and one can be wrong. In other words, that's a good it point. could be a correct impulse that he's letting me do bad Christian and incorrect or, for him to endorse Mark Driscoll. But or, it still comes opposite. from the same it source. The he could be messing up with letting it's us do bad It's the same source. Yeah. He is over the top, gracious, impatient to a fault. To the fault where... Uh, to a fault. That, but I would rather him err on that side than okay. err on the side of dictatorship but, but, okay, like Mark I know, did. I know, but let's pay attention to this because we know part of the frontier of what's going to happen in the future is this cover-up stuff, okay? We're just now getting started of finding cover-ups and the people that do the cover-ups. I'm not accusing Greg of anything, certainly. The people that go for the greater good and want to make sure this doesn't happen and give this guy the benefit of the doubt, those people wind up being bad guys in the end when mm-hmm. they cover up the sex abuse of a thousand children in the Catholic Church. They're trying, that's the impulse. It's help the guy. You know, we're, the church is important. We've got to, I'll give, I'm a nice guy. That leads to that, the cover-ups. Cover-ups are part of the crime. I mean, they are, and it sucks. You don't feel that way at the time. You don't notice it when you're at Penn State in the football program that you're part of the cover-up. You don't think of it that way, but you are. Also, I don't like the fact that this podcast, you know how many times these church leaders and these people tell me that I'm, I'm representing Christ, I'm representing God, I'm representing the church and all that stuff, and like right now you say, well, that's just, that's just Greg Surratt saying that. I don't, but Greg Surratt's representing. I'm not following you. Greg Surratt's representing Christ. Greg Surratt's representing Seacoast Church. Greg Surratt is is, uh, representing what he thinks Christianity should be with an endorsement to Mark Driscoll. So my point is, our podcast, we get uh, you. You guys are representing Christianity in a bad way. You guys are, and they might be right, but right now, I can't say that. Like, it's it's a real mistake, I think, for Greg Surratt to have endorsed Mark Driscoll, and it's not an endorsement of a book. It's an endorsement of a person giving people uh, topics about our God, information about our God. He's saying, I endorse this book to read it. It'll help you with God. Even though Mark Driscoll destroyed a megachurch, destroyed people's lives, never apologized, and claims it was those people trying to ruin his life. Yeah, Yeah. And and Greg has... Very good information in a very detailed way that was given to him by, I don't know. Now, that doesn't make Greg a bad guy. And like I said, I agree with you. You're right. I do think that's a really good point you made. He errs on the side of grace. Right. Hear people out. He likes that's Mark getting Driscoll. getting more dangerous it. every day he gives, is my point. Yeah, but he gives that to us, too. So I, I will right. say that. And, 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 and Seacoast Church is the best church I've ever been to. And yeah. for the record, I... I I encourage Pastor Greg not to endorse the book. No, then that's fine. I, we, that's easy to <laughs> Who let Who cares that go. about me, though, you know? I, I, I'm really worried. You know what's more makes me worried? Seacoast is such a good church. I think it's going to come back to bite him. Yeah, I, I mean, that's a well, liability. I mean, yeah. imagine two years from now, he endorses Bill Hybel's book. You're going to be yeah, okay but with no, that? No, think about it this way. There could be something in Seacoast culture that an issue came up that you never got wind of, but there was an issue with a person at a time, and Greg was... You know, the, 
gave somebody the benefit of the doubt, and if that goes the wrong right. way, that comes out as him covering it up. Yeah, is what I'm saying. I'm not that, saying that, he did anything. Right. I don't know any, any information. What I'm saying is there's probably enough stuff out there to sink anybody. And let me be clear. I want to articulate this as well. Knowing Greg, that I, like I do, I know where he you're coming actually from. does think. Mark Driscoll can help people know the Lord. Right. That is his motivation. I know I know Greg. He this guy is legit. Greg Surratt is a legit guy. I do believe in Seacoast. I, I might not agree with Mega Church and all that stuff. But what Matt says, and this is what I'm agreeing, what I, what really bothers me is this is an endorsement, man. That that's an endorsement. Even in, within Seacoast, which I think is the best. This thing's built on some weird foundation. Because we know people are sticking together more and more every day now with what they consider to be their tribe. So who you – and you know what I mean? Right. Like that, I mean, it's, it's all going to fall. I mean, yeah. at some point you're going to connect all the dots. And even a right. good church like Seacoast, you're going to go, yeah, but he There's did. enough well, to get – well, pastor yeah. did this, said this. They didn't do this. And uh, no, it's going to go well, away. I'll say this. The, the bill – and I don't feel like we need to change gears here is why I'm saying this. But the Bill Hybels thing – changes everything i know there's a lot of people who have never heard of bill hybels it's just a name that you heard for the first time on this episode it changes everything yeah and buckle up because it's and, instructive to other churches who have seen it and i don't i'll never i mean it's just it's more obvious to me than it's going to be to other this people isn't out an there. anomaly this it's is, not an anomaly. this is if you've normal. seen it happen in your all church all these pastors have some real right. shit they are not telling people i had a that is true and i would love i mean go all you people that are listening right now Go to church this not Sunday. Not my pastor, they say. Ask you your don't pastor know. to really tell the truth. Yeah. Don't, so, tell, don't so, tell them the truth about what? Really tell the truth. So we're making a documentary, or I, I say we like I have something to do with it, called you What Would You Do It Last Night? What Would Jesus Sell you were in the on, fit basi- last night. on Basically the Hypocrisy and the Double Standard in the Christian Music Industry? I mean, you, you've heard about it. Some of you will hear more about it, but the same docu- uh, documentary could be made about pastors. Yeah. Oh, and, well, for sure. We got a whopper last night, Toby. We were talking to a band that was on tour with a big Christian band that everybody knows. Well, yeah. I won't say who it is. And there's just a story of them doing this, preaching from stage about sobriety, but drunk every single night. And then they caught him and his bus driver with hookers in their hotel room with the guy's family sleeping in the bus 700 yards That's away. That's just the, the, you know. It's Starflyer 59. And, Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing that really bums me out about all this, and it, it, this is the thing that I don't think anybody sees. Mega church, church, this system is the number one thing that might prove God isn't real. If you're trying to, <laughs> if you're trying, if you're trying to prove what God actually is, that's not a good. It one. ain't this. Yeah, it ain't this because if you got Christian bands from the stage every night preaching and telling you about God, you got the 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 white guy in the pulpit telling you about God and what they really are, it means that what they're telling you about God, they don't even believe. Bill Hybel said, I'd rather take my chances fooling around and lying now and this uh, Yeah, what does that not mean? He believes putting about down God, women, right. saying all these women are liars and all this terrible stuff rather than honor my God. Even yeah. if it means my life and my integrity, that you know that's what isn't that what that makes that, you think he doesn't really believe in God so much, right? Yeah, like one hundred percent. He's not like afraid did, what God's going to do. I don't know. You think maybe after he got caught and e- the whole board and all the pastors stepped down, Bill Hobbles might go, okay. No, he's <laughs> doubling down. Believe. Yeah, that he's almost not scared means like what God's was, going to do. But not, I, I guarantee you he's had some conversation about what God's going to do to the sinners or the bad people. It's him. You're the bad dude. I had you're a, the bad guy. I had a pastor that everybody knows his name actually tell me he said. I know more about the Bill Hybel situation, he said, and you just would not believe. I do believe it. Oh, so I, believe. I mean, it, <laughs> let me, let me and I'm surprised here too. Is it is it is anybody seeing 
politicians and pastors. Oh, it's the same thing. Exact same thing. And, so, and think of everything you don't like about politicians and, and pe- lawyers, and we can start and, putting and how pastors about this? pretty Both close. of them are meant to help people, get them in a better spot, do all the good, and they abuse that fucking power to get what they want. Right. They want the seat and the power not to help people. They just want the church to get bigger. They get compromised. They, want their platform they might start with I think good some intentions. of them are deceived. They Most of them are. They start, it doesn't make an excuse. I'm right. just saying I think That's it's relevant saying. to so the conversation. So why keep the system going and putting those motherfuckers in there? Yeah. The system's the thing that's allowing it to happen. Right. Mega churches obliterate them. I agree. I think it's, I mean, I think they're not as bad as politicians, but you, you could start out pure. You'll wind up like them. You start out like me. If you went into megachurch, you'd get fucked up. <laughs> like, if you got became a politician, you will make the compromises. Okay, how about you this, will. then? Let's, let's, it's not a conspiracy. I, I got a way to fix it right now. <laughs> how about this? Uh, pastors, are, uh, you know, you're called to preach. You're called, oh, man. Uh, let's just make sure churches cannot get bigger than a certain size. And you're not talking to me no right matter now what, because I'm a pastors, pastor. I'm pastors campus. cannot make more than... $40,000 a year. <laughs> Give them 80 or something. No, I mean, just okay. chill. Well, $55,000 a year plus health benefits, and they get a sabbatical. After yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had a friend the other day that said their pastor just took the second sabbatical in three years, and it's six weeks. And guess where the sabbatical is? He need you know he need time away from it. It just happens to be in Italy for six weeks. <laughs> yeah. Me too. I think I'll do that. What? Who gets that? Oh, my God. Yeah. No, that, that, you don't get that. Is that in the Bible? When, when, did, when did Paul take a, a Italy vacation for six weeks? I mean, all this stuff is just blowing my mind. You, you don't get to make money. You don't get to make decisions on certain stuff. You don't do, limit everything. If, and you will see those guys, all those mega pastors, they'll be CEOs. What if, guaranteed. They'll what, leave what that guaranteed. they'll just find another industry to what find what they want. That's what they want. Yeah. They don't care about it. It's the power. What about pastors? They wouldn't ever say that. And, they, and I know they believe in God and stuff, but they want the power. And they don't even make they they don't know it. Yeah. What about pastors that pick the best places to live in and say, we were called to go out there and start a church, and then they give all the statistics of how many people are unchurched, and it's just like, no, no it's a San really Diego, cool place I to tell leave. You, <laughs> a lot of souls down on the beach in El Cajon. <laughs> I mean, my I'm gosh. You know, Diego. Malibu specifically, oh, like, yeah. think about all those rich people in Malibu. They don't know that God. They don't. They need them just like we do. Yep. Anyway. Anyway, I'm too called up. to I'm Malibu. Sorry. I, I get worked up on this because I just think the system is screwing over these pastors and it's screwing over us, and I don't know, I don't see how it isn't. You're right. You made a really good point. If you knew everything about every megachurch, it's over. They're all gone. Yeah, it's over, yeah. They are all gone. And and it didn't have to be that way. If from the beginning things were done differently, then it would just be a little By more. done differently, do you mean wear a microphone on the time? <laughs> I, just don't, I just fail to see how... That doesn't, and, and I struggle with that, but I fail to see how that doesn't make me superior in that regard that I would be willing to do that. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I'm not saying I'm a good person or whatever, but that has to tell you something. If you'd be willing to do that versus not, that has to mean something. You're right. It just has to. Like, the more you, you justify being hidden, and I don't expect people to be like me, I get it, but I'm looked at as a bad guy that says bad stuff and says this, and I all, but I don't understand that because you can, I don't care if you hear what I, I mean, that is the experiment of my life. It really is. I mean, the, the recorder thing's just a part of it, but this whole podcast has been an experiment. I'm just trying to show people what I'm like and see if they can still accept me. But I That's will, all I'm ever trying to do. I want you to – I got to get my real self out there so I can know if you accept me. I will say this, though. I mean, as far as you guys thinking that this is going to bring everything down, 
you're sorely mistaken because the people that are keeping mega churches afloat are the same ones that stick up for Trump, saying right. that he's a very strong man, has convictions, and is one of us. Those, I mean, that, that right. is a huge percentage of people that I make up mega right. churches. So they're not going anywhere. Well, can I really say this, though? I, I'm, okay, so just so the listeners know, too, we're sitting on our bus. We had to turn the air condition off. And it is a thousand degrees in here. And I'm I have like, jeans I'm, on. I'm yeah, like, so let's wrap. We're gonna wrap this out. one here. This uh, has been fun, though. All right. Last one thing I want to say. I learned from Mark Driscoll. I learned. I love Greg Surratt. Love these men. I think Bill Hybels really. You're, you're right. I think God did do things. I believe that. But we are failing them, and we're failing the church if we don't fucking change this. Because this isn't the only one. There's a your mega pastor right now might be in some serious shit. Probably, and that's is. on you. Right. If, if you're if, if you. a thousand people are going to sit and listen to a man and not question and not help him like he's helping you, then you're the problem. Yeah. It's too hot. I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> We're out like fidget spinners. <laughs>